e-commerce was the growth story of the pandemic. And whilst that growth has softened, there's still a significant opportunity. Morgan Stanley has e-commerce reaching 27% of retail sales by 2026. And quote, across the world, we have yet to see a ceiling for e-commerce penetration. Within that, there's another story though, and that's social commerce. Social commerce represents today the fastest growing opportunity for brands in the e-commerce space. Business consulting firm Grandview Research predicts a 31% growth rate worldwide between 2022 and 2023. Social commerce is also unique because it's a commerce and a media experience. It's key to what social commerce is, defining it and making the best of it for brands and marketeers. So we needed to take a deep dive and understand what that is. So in this episode, I welcome to the studio Ross Boardman. Ross is Global E-Commerce Director for Havas Market. Ross has a decade of experience in e-commerce and is a thought leader in the social commerce space. Ross, welcome to the studio. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Ben. Firstly, can you tell us a little bit about Havas Market? Yeah, sure. So Havas Market is really ultimately where we go beyond media at Havas. And then if you think of meaningful media within the Havas group, Havas Market is really driving a meaningful shopping experience for our clients. I'm really interested in that and we're going to dig into it. So let's start off with a difficult question. Hopefully not that too difficult. Can you give us a definition of social commerce? Sure. So definition of social commerce is ultimately the process of selling products, selling services through social media. Mm. So there's different levels of maturity, but ultimately the entire shopping experience from product discovery all the way down to checking out and conversion is all there in one place, mm. one seamless process for the customer on social media. Can you now give us a quick snapshot of the different social commerce systems and platforms? Yeah, so I think one of the most interesting things at the moment is really when you look at kind of the big social media platforms, they're incorporating a lot of aspects that you would typically see mm-hmm. in marketplaces and e-commerce. So, for example, TikTok are looking at their own fulfillment, looking to fulfill orders themselves. So when a customer purchases on TikTok, they're the ones who are responsible for shipping directly to the customer. Wow, so TikTok are kind of getting into the logistics game. Yeah, exactly. So... It's all part of that process to make it seamless from start to finish, not purely just to drive uh, traffic somewhere else or to purchase somewhere else. It's the seamless process from start to finish and make that purchase there and then. And and actually fulfill it as well. I mean, we've had kind of Instagram live shopping. I think that sort of launched a couple of years ago. We've got, I don't know what's going on with Twitter shops. I should. and then Twitch as well. Is the what else is out there? Amazon or Amazon in this space? Uh, obviously, you know they're, they're an e-commerce giant. Do they do they play in the social space as well? Yeah, so they, they're kind of like copying and taking bits from each other. Interesting. So my example, TikTok. You know that's been around in Amazon for years, and Amazon have just recently launched. Well, not recently, but they've got live shopping events, influencer programs. So you can see they're copying from that side as well. They're kind of taking bits from each other. And it's not just Amazon as well. So you've got Walmart, Target. They've both got influencer programs now. And Flipkart have also dabbled into a virtual shop into the metaverse as well. 
So again, social aspects being borrowed from these huge marketplaces and then the social platforms here. Instagram have just launched their shop platforms so you can shop directly on Instagram. Same with Facebook. So they're taking that kind of marketplace aspect from that side. So it's really interesting to see these two getting closer and closer with what they're doing. So there's this, this, is there a convergence in the space or are people kind of doing doing different things? Yeah, without a doubt, there's definitely a convergence on strategies of how they're trying to interact meet their audience and ultimately convert with their audience as well. So, so the, the experience is becoming a, a, a more common one that's almost a sort of category developing here. Yeah, it's they're, they're taking each other's ideas and building almost similar kind of platforms mm. f- uh, for the whole shopping experience. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next coming years. So Black Friday, Christmas, Cyber Monday uh, yep. are all around the corner. So set against quite a challenging context, lots of inflation, consumer pressures, and there are recessionary headwinds, certainly where, where we're recording today in the UK, uh, but, but worldwide. How can brands capitalise on social commerce to continue their growth? And what's the right way to do that for, for, for consumers and, and, and business at the moment? For me, it's, it's kind of all about their content, their message mm-hmm. and how they're approaching their audience. So, as you mentioned, you know, the UK and, well, not just the UK, across the globe, we're going, we're post-pandemic. Um, we're expecting a recession, there's war at the moment. So, customer purchases, it's not simply about driving conversion, it's about driving your brand, your message. And we're alongside that, it has to be, you know, have that element of honesty and truth within it as well, because that's a huge topic at the moment, to get your audience consideration mm. i feel your messaging and content really has to speak their language and speak to them to get them involved in the whole shopping experience from start to finish not just you know dumping a product in front of them they've got to be there for the full customer journey from start to checkout because this is a content experience right it's it's a yeah exactly very it's, close to them so i you know more mature aspects of social e-commerce is really giving them a whole journey into the brand, what this product's about, what do they stand for, what's it, what does your brand stand for, and that whole process will end with them. You're gaining trust, you're gaining their consideration, you're, you're gaining a bit more like lifetime value out of your customers as mm-hmm. well, and you're giving that seamless process where they can check out at the end. While before previously on social media it would be to you know raise brand awareness and then direct people elsewhere to make that purchase and there wasn't that emphasis on that full customer experience from start to finish a real seamless process so you have this great description of brands engaging through through the funnel in in social commerce can you talk us through an example of of how to do that well maybe maybe give us a case study yeah sure so We've worked with a brand in the US where we've ultimately gone on Instagram and provided a where to buy module set on Instagram. So alongside there... Just what's a where to buy module? So a where to buy module will basically give you options to check out. Right. But various, you know, do you want to check out on their website? Do you want to check out directly on Instagram? Do you want to check out directly on Amazon? Yep. So... Not only are you catering for people who have their preference, yep. you're giving them that choice to really, you know, 
meet a wider audience who you know perhaps don't use Amazon right. happy to use Instagram so ultimately how that worked that was alongside different brand stories so it was a drinks brand where they could showcase different recipes you yep. know how to make a cocktail where they can get these ingredients alongside their brand and then directly under that story is you know their option where to buy module where is your preference to buy what we're you know showcasing here in our story so that's really interesting. You had a brand who who was making content, yeah, uh, and they were they were a drinks brand, a cocktail brand. They're making cool content on Instagram. People are consuming the Instagram content, yeah, getting enjoying that. What you did is you sort of saw that that was popular, but there needed to be a way to bask it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And ultimately, we'd have just pointed them somewhere else. You wanted to keep that within the media experience, and the media experience was the content the brand had on Instagram, right? Yeah, that's it. So. The whole story of, a, you know, this is how you can use our drinks. This is how you can get a, an experience out of it. Build this, you know, make these cocktails. But then finally, what's your preference? Where are you going to purchase this from? So here are the options you can get this. And they're the, throughout, you know, within Instagram, on Amazon, direct from their website. Yeah. So, so the where to buy module allowed you to uh, create this moment for a consumer a user of Instagram to pretty seamlessly check out where they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, without a doubt, that's, you know, the consumer's going to get this enriching story. You know, it's interactive. It speaks their language, their audience of how they can use their brand, where to where to buy as well. But then that seamless approach to, you know, finish and convert on where they can purchase. It's their content. It's they can tailor the story to meet certain audiences. They can tailor it to meet their certain product that they're, you know, is relevant for the season or their promotions. So there's a lot of stories about how influencers are key to social commerce and something that brands need to work with and develop within this space. Can you talk us through how how influencers and, and their influence, if you will? Yeah, yeah. sure. The, the clue's in the name, right? Influencer. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's... And influencers almost like they're celebrities of social media. Yeah. And some of those influencers have built their their whole career from start to finish on these platforms. Mm. Some of them are, you know, come out from other industries, maybe the sports or music or whatever. But their home is social media. Their following is social media. So if you can, you know, tie that in with a partnership with the right influencer who knows your brand, speaks your language reaches the audience that you're looking to interact with Mm. you're only going to strengthen your you know how you reach your customer how you tell your brand story how you strengthen that with your audience as well Mm. so uh, an influencer can be extremely key to that and they can bring their audiences with them or, or would brands show up in their content or kind of both both ways so and there's influencers that are partnered with the brand to be involved with their live shopping events and either to host it or almost kind of like be a guest on a live shopping event and vice versa. So the brand is giving them the opportunity to, you know, work with us on this particular product range or something like that. And, you know, they do their own kind of social media campaigns or commerce campaigns to really drive that brand. So this is really interesting. The, the space has evolved in everything from the mechanics to, I guess, data and optimization. Uh, from hey an influencer will promote a product sometimes that world could be 
you know, problematic. Sometimes it was great. Yep. To this much more structured approach where you have the tech and the tools, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to connect with those audiences within within the platforms. Yeah, definitely. I think what you said there, perfect example. Like previously, historically, working with an influencer is just about here you go, promote our brand. It is much more than any that influencers now. listening. We respect you and, uh, <laughs> and have enjoyed working with you. Um, but no, I think I think that's that's really interesting and. I, I, <laughs> Part of the opportunity for growth in this area is that this convergence of experience. You know, we yeah, talk about media exactly. experience here at Habas a lot. It's kind of how we understand things through the lens of MX and uh, meaningful media, right? And a lot of the things that creators and influencers produce, I like the word creator, yep. um, is meaningful media. Uh, so you're, you're kind of showing us how brands can capitalize on that and, and this, this convergence. Um, really powerful stuff. So you mentioned live shopping. Just w- what's what's live shopping? Live shopping is ultimately a streaming event. Yep. So, for example, on Amazon, they have live shopping events. It may be with an influencer or their own event that they've uh, released. And throughout this process, you know, you can log in, watch this live event, and check out at the same time. So, live shopping event is where the consumers can ask questions. You know, get directly in the chat with other users directly in with the actual providers as well, the platform, and check out with the products being showcased on this event. So this sounds a little bit like a shopping channel, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's been, I've seen a lot of people compare this to like QVC. Yeah, so QVC I think is a UK, UK example, isn't it? It's very, very similar to that. But I would say, you know, again, it's more tailored to specific category or brand event and their story. Look at the popularity of Twitch of just sharing that experience of gaming and watching someone else game. As a gamer, critical respect for Twitch, and I've watched quite a few Twitch streams in my time. There you go. So imagine capturing that for a shopping experience. For me, that's kind of where the similarities are. So in a live shopping event, you're having that experience of perhaps you're with your favourite influencer or with your favourite brand, and they're showcasing their story, their message that's tailored, their content. So this, this is content. This is yeah, exactly more so than the kind of linear TV where it's sort of like a, pr- a procession of, you know, here's here's the thing. Uh, would you like to buy it? Yeah, this is a real experience. So I guess for me, understanding that again, being subjective, sorry, but an example would be, you know, one of my favorite uh, content creators hosting an event where they were talking through the equipment they were using, yeah. uh, looking at deals on that and then being able to actually execute that sale seamlessly in the there and there yeah in the platform and some of the most mature cases of live shopping would be um in in the china market we've seen where they've got the actual checkout option in the chat so when they're talking to interesting a representative you know in regards to what they're seeing what their what information they're going to have questions you know so not only are they going to receive that experience of having to speak to someone but they're going to have that option straight away for you know again a seamless shopping experience to check out there and then on the chat once they've had their questions answered interesting so it is a it is a very different experience and again that's that technology and content converging to to create that yeah exactly that yeah it is it is a media experience yep it's yeah it's that full experience from you know brand awareness consideration right down to checking out at the end. 
So this is a big question, but it gives you the opportunity to go a bit wide ranging. You've had a decade of experience in commerce. Mm-hmm. It's a fast growing space. We're seeing lots of macro changes and opportunities. Where do you see social commerce in 10 years time? Social commerce in 10 years time will not exist in a sense that we won't call it that anymore. Interesting. It, it will just become almost a new norm. I know we're experiencing a bit of difficult times at the moment generally, but I still think this is going to progress where these two, you know, as I started, as I said at the start of the podcast, they're mm. kind of copying each other. They're going to get closer and closer and closer until e-commerce isn't segregated into you know, websites, yep. marketplaces, social, it's just going to be... Becomes a, con, you know, a single category and a continuous yeah. experience. Yeah, exactly. Really interesting. So have you got advice for brands that are sort of not in the space or, or kind of maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, we're, we're doing some of this, but we need to explore and innovate in the category. How, how would you kind of jump in here? I think for brands right now, it's vital. Um, if you look at, you know, traditional e-commerce now is amazon done uh, prime day two mm. this year and it hasn't met expectations and that, that's we can understand why because we're going through difficult time post pandemic but not as interested in these snapshot deals these offers that are you know interesting just plastered in front of them social commerce is on the rise because it's almost the opposite of that people are getting wiser with their money they you know they're taking time to consider their purchases yeah because of the you know the restrictions and how tough it is at the moment so social e-commerce caters to that you this is your opportunity to reach your audience speak to your audience speak their language gain their trust and not only just make that final purchase but you're you're gaining a customer a lifetime value there as well that's really interesting because i think the in recessionary times, the ability to defend prices is really important. And what you're saying is there that consumers consumers are sort of, they've got wise, right, to some of the... I think so, yeah. yeah some of the kind of... I wonder if there's a media experience here. I, I, do you think there's a level of over-optimization that's happened on some of the, the kind of more traditional platforms? I Yeah, you could call it that. So what you're saying is, well, actually, there's an alternative here, right? Yeah. An alternative where you don't have to necessarily pay the tax to appear on a platform in a certain area, but rather to engage directly with content yep. in social that really matters to consumers. Yeah, content is key. It's, it's it's basically your chance to really interact, gain the trust and consideration of your audience, your customer base. Mm. And that doesn't exactly exist in the traditional sense of e-commerce. Mm-hmm. And now there is a bit of an oversaturation feel to it at the moment mm. there is a bit too much when it comes to a black friday event on amazon there's a whole host of deals you could look through but where's the experience mm. where are you gaining their their you know their consideration and trust social mm. commerce tailors towards that i think what i think what you describe so well is when we you know we talk about media experience we have to understand what it looks like for the consumer citizen is Sometimes when you're trying to purchase something, you feel like you're fighting the platform, yep. both in terms of research or getting the right price. The difference, the experience with social commerce is, is completely different. 
because you're having this experience, you're viewing this this really intimate, interesting stream of, uh, you know, it might be a live stream, it might be content that's going out on the platforms, it might be a partnership with a creator, but it's speaking directly to, to consumers, which I, I think is fascinating. Yeah, definitely. I And I think it's great as well, because I think there's an emphasis on gaining trust and honesty. You yeah. know, greenwashing is a huge topic at the moment with you know, a brand and their story. Absolutely. We covered it on a previous episode of the podcast. And again, social commerce can help you really cater to that and get your message heard. But not only that, it's the whole meaningful shopping experience mm. in one place. Ross, the thing that comes through when you talk about social commerce is one, the opportunity for growth, right? We see that in the numbers. But also you sound really kind of hopeful about it as a as a media experience. From a personal point of view I think there's a huge opportunity and I really do hope it goes in this direction where the key to success and winning in this this part is all based around honesty and trust and building that relationship with your, your client because I think that's been severely lacking in quite recent years. But again, I think social media, uh, social commerce is really kind of the platform where you can make that connection, really drive home honesty really drive home trust and people are going to react to that while in the past it might have not been the case it might have not been as important but so yeah i really hope it continues in that direction excellent that was really interesting thank you so much my pleasure ben it's been good well it's not over yet because okay. we like to we like to you're not getting out of it that easily we like to finish every podcast uh with the meaningful media fast five yep um, not all of them can be live streamed shopping events or social commerce events, I oh, should say. Okay. Uh, so, Ross, let's start. What's your meaningful media right now? My meaningful media right now, I've gone for, there's two things. As someone who is massively obsessed with music and a bit of a music nerd, I've gone for two ends of the spectrum here. One's Spotify and the other is the vinyl record format. Oh, interesting. So... You know, don't want to come across as a complete dinosaur, but for me, I've been collecting records since I was... Um, and Spotify is just... Some of the best experiences I've had with music is people sharing their playlists, mm. recommending their tracks, what they're listening to right now. so easy and it's so good for a music lover. What's the media you start your day with? Um, it's nothing too exciting. It's normally BBC News, BBC Sport, BBC Weather. <laughs> and is that is that on... Digital, digital radio, is it, is it uh, on the just, website? It'd be on the app, straight, on the, on, app, the app. straight on the app. Make a coffee and see what's happening in the world, see what's happening in sport and what's the weather for today. Very uh, news, straightforward. News again, although you know BBC is a public broadcaster and no ad experience on the BBC. So interesting, can't reach you in <laughs> morning at the moment. Um, so what media do you turn to when you're looking to get inspired? Um, I would normally turn to reading. It's reading, I think, just kind of um, really focuses me a bit. What's your media guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is probably um, kind of like the football shows, football on YouTube. You see a lot of... um, I guess you'd call them like football influencers who would run their own kind of show and sometimes collaborate with Sky Sports or something like that. And, and they it's would, the, these live events or do, do they sort of have channels? Yeah, like yeah, they're on um, 
they do live events, so watch alongs with the games yeah. as well. Interesting. Um, and a lot of the time it can be a bit, you know, they're overreacting to the headlines and discussion recent events within who's, the football. Who should we check out? If you're a football fan and you like this kind of thing, who's your favourite? Um, so as a Newcastle fan, I should probably say True Geordie is... True, true Geordie, I went True Geordie. Try and do the accent. He goes beyond just talking about Newcastle United, so... Um, Check him out. And also Mark Goldbridge, the Man United. I guess you'd call him influence. Okay, you've got one media platform you can have for the rest of your life. Which is it and why? Um, it's got to be Spotify. Um, Spotify again. Yeah, self-confessed music, just being involved, plays myself. It's, yeah, it's something I can't live without. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, Ben. That's a great place to finish. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for on today's episode. A big thanks to my fantastic guest for joining me, and thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on all things meaningful media, the media that matters. Drop us a mail at podcast at havasmg.com. That's podcast at havasmg.com. Please do subscribe, like, and share the Meaningful Media podcast on your preferred platform so you don't miss any of our episodes. And you can follow us on our socials, all addresses in the show notes. Once again, thanks. Join me, Ben Downing, soon for more perspectives on Meaningful Media.